Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are visiting with Stephen Hyde. Stephen Hyde is an educator and conductor who is retiring after nearly 40 years at Baylor. Hyde has served as the Mary Franks Thompson Professor of Orchestral Studies and Conductor-in-Residence at Baylor, conducting the Baylor Symphony Orchestra since 1984 and the Waco Symphony Orchestra since 1987. Under his leadership, the Baylor Symphony has toured internationally and earned numerous awards, including the coveted American Prize in Orchestral Performance five of the last six years. Hyde recently conducted his final concert for Baylor, and he is moving into a new phase of life, and we're going to miss seeing you on campus conducting, but I'm sure we'll be seeing you more, and I'm excited to hear more about this. Uh, Stephen Hyde, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, It's my pleasure, Derek. I'm delighted to be here. Well, we're glad to have you here and to to talk about, I know a lot of people have enjoyed your work and your students' work and the symphony, and I guess let's just start with the obvious question. As the semester winds down and retirement goes from being something in the future to something now, how how are you feeling? What's what's that feeling like for you? Well, I mean, I I would not be truthful if I didn't say there's a little bit of sadness with it because I I love uh, conducting orchestras and I especially love the students and they... They have been a blessing for 38 years, and that's hard to walk away from. By the same token, you know, there are things that that, uh, my wife and I want to do while we still can. And I just don't feel like that I have the physical stamina and and the eyesight, frankly, to uh, give my very, very best to the students, and they deserve that. So I I think this is – it's a time to – to ex- exit the stage, and and uh, I'm okay with that. Well, we will uh, we will we'll miss you, but uh, it's it's in good shape. This uh, program that you've uh, built, uh, that you've uh, stewarded over the years, and you recently conducted your final concert uh, at Baylor. What what stood out to you about that, and what were the emotions of that? Well, it was just an emotional concert. I think for for me, I think for the for the students, and and for many in the audience, because. It does represent a, you know, a passing of the baton, literally, <laughs> to a wonderful new conductor, um, Miguel Harth Bedoya, who for 20 years was the music director of the Fort Worth Symphony, and I'm thrilled that he wants to come to Baylor and, and start conducting the Baylor Symphony. We're really blessed with that. Big but, shoes to fill, but that's a pretty great, uh, pretty great uh, leader to get. He's terrific. But, you know, the, the feeling, first of all, the program, we started with a symphony, a brand-new world premiere of a symphony by uh, Baylor composer and resident Scott McAllister, and it was written to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the School of Music, which because of COVID, we really weren't able to celebrate in the way we should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was 1921 that we started granting degrees. So uh, it was a real joy to play that piece and four movements that I think were really well well written and, and the students liked it. I loved it. Uh, he dedicated it to the Baylor Symphony and to me, and we were grateful for that. And then we played a Mozart uh, concerto, piano concerto, number 23 in A major, which is K488, which is just a very, very special piece. And we did it with soloist Robert Blocker, who many years ago in 1984 had hired me, and in that first year had played a solo, a, con- a piano concerto with the orchestra, 
and I think he enjoyed the fact that that uh, to hear the growth of the orchestra in the meantime. That's great. And then we finished the program with the Strauss Death and Transfiguration, which is you know just a monumental work, and the students embraced it and just played it beautifully. So I was I was touched by all that, um, but mostly proud of the students mm-hmm. and the the immense work they had done. Well, I'm going to ask you about uh, about your students here in a bit, but before I do, I want to go back to the beginning just a little bit for you as you as you retire. I want to reminisce about some of the uh, early stages of your love of music uh, for a moment. So let's go back to the the beginning. When do you remember music capturing your your imagination? Well, I I was a child of. Uh, missionaries to India. So I was born in India, and my parents had kind of a wind-up record player, you know, one of those old Victrola or something, I don't know. But uh, my mother always said that whenever they would wind it up and they would they put a record, a classical piece on it, when it was done, I would cry. So they would quickly <laughs> put another one on. So I think it was early in life. I was fortunate to come from a a rather musical family. My father was a minister, of course, but my mother had been a music major. And my father was uh, a composer, actually. He wrote 80 or 90 uh, and published 80 or 90 uh, church music anthems. And so I grew up in a musical household, and it just uh, resonated from a very early age. How did you take that and begin to foster it into a career? Well, um, I, you know, I, I think in high school I thought, oh, I'll be an architect. Mm-hmm. Then I discovered, you know, that, that the thing that I did the best was music, and I wasn't sure I could handle all the, the various disciplines required to, to build beautiful buildings. So it just was a natural progression, and I, and I started immediately as a, as a music major when I went to college. Uh, were there musical pieces that were seminal to you in uh, coming down this path? Were there musical pieces that even now when you hear kind of take you back to those early days? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, people frequently ask, who's your favorite composer? And and in in all candor, it's usually the one I'm, I'm working on at the time. Mm-hmm. But I love, I love Brahms. And very early in my career at Baylor, uh, Robert Shaw visited and was in residence for several weeks and prepared the orchestra and the combined choirs for a Brahms Requiem. And I would say that was definitely a seminal event, to see Robert Shaw in action and to see the the seriousness and the depth of his study. I remember one time I picked him up. I'd pick him up in the morning and take him to rehearsal. He was all excited because he had discovered something new in the viola part, a little detail he'd never seen before. And this is a man who had conducted that piece thousands of times, probably more more uh, than any other conductor in the history of the Brahms Requiem. And to see how excited and he, he was to continue to study and find other things. And that's true of all the great scores. There's just unbelievable. The more you, you get to spend your life working on them, the more that you see the genius of these great composers. We're visiting with Stephen Hyde, Mary Frank's professor, Mary Frank's Thompson Professor of Orchestral Studies and Conductor in Residence at Baylor, retiring after 38 years on the faculty this year. Uh, let, let, let's go back. Uh, you mentioned 1984 a couple times. What brought you to Baylor initially? Well, uh, at, at West Virginia University, uh, we had three children, 
And I was, as I said, a violin professor there. I was the assistant orchestra director, always loved conducting. But um, at the time, you know, in higher education, you need a terminal degree. And for uh, an applied faculty member, which is somebody who teaches the instruments or voice, the terminal degree was a doctorate. And I knew I didn't have a doctorate, obviously, but I also knew that I couldn't just leave my family without any source of income for two years. So the terminal degree at the time for conductors was a master's degree, which I had. And so I made the very uh, purposeful, intentional switch from playing to conducting, which I loved anyway. And I, and so I really applied for one conducting position, and that was at Baylor, and was fortunate enough to be hired by Robert Blocker. And Robert Blocker came back on my last concert and played the Mozart with me, so that was really special. That's great. So you came to Baylor in 1984 and began working with Baylor students. So, well, what stood out to you about Baylor students then? Uh, then and now, uh, they're honestly just wonderful people. And they embrace the responsibility that it that we all have if you're going to participate in a team and on a in an ensemble, a musical team. There's a lot of individual responsibility, and that's something that they understand and and have always done. And and also the fact <clears throat> that they're so affirming of each other and so supportive. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you uh, if you were to uh, if we were to excuse me visit one of your classrooms and watch you are uh, interacting or visit a room where students are, are working on different pieces, uh, what are some of the things we would see? What, what would we witness? What would we see with you uh, interacting with students? What what are those like? Well, <clears throat> I think that you would see um, <clears throat> two sides of the equation: a conductor who's asking them to 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 change or to do some some things slightly different. But then <clears throat> students who embrace that change and, and trust in whoever's leading them and honestly do their best to try to bring out the vision that the conductor has and ultimately the vision that we believe the, the composer had for the piece. So that's a, it's a very kind of almost a sacred uh, relationship. I think it's wonderful that, that Baylor students understand that. And they understand their obligation. We talk about a three-legged stool. It takes a conductor, it takes players, and of course it takes an audience too to bring these pieces to fruition. But the the player side of it is wonderful. They they interact really with with these great great composers and and work with integrity to try to bring them about. And that brought about the motto that we've had at the Baylor Symphony for the last 38 years. We try to play with integrity and humility because we know that, that all of our gifts and these great musical uh, treasures too uh, are really from the creator. And when you accept that and you know that, that our talent was given to us by God, there's no reason for any false uh, self-pride. Mm -hmm. And so it, it is a joyful experience, to, and it's one that's rooted in faith. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm very grateful to have been at Baylor where, where I can be a, a, obviously a Christian and approach the act of, of 
leading music from a Christian perspective. That's meant a lot to me. Visiting with Stephen Hyde, and at the, within the School of Music, there's been a lot of growth over the last nearly 40 years. You mentioned uh, recently celebrating the centennial. What are some of the ways that stand out to you that you've seen the School of Music grow in that time? <clears throat> well, it's been really very special because I think, um, you know, I, I, I remember the great professors of the past, and I, I am so indebted to, you know, the Robert Youngs and the Alwyn Weenots and the Daniel Sternbach, um, Sternberg, excuse me. Uh, Daniel was a great friend. I don't know why I'm mispronouncing <laughs> yeah. his name. Uh, Roger Keyes and Alwyn Weenot and Harry Elzing and, and many more. But each of us, you know, add to that and bring our own unique gifts to that process. And along the way, uh, the administration has supported the School of Music wonderfully. Uh, they've supported the orchestra, and I'm very grateful for that support, you know. Um, we, we compete for students much as the athletic teams do, and it takes resources to do that. Uh, and then I'm grateful for the faculty who recruit these very talented students and nourish their talent. And then, of course, um, the, the multiple donors and, and people for whom Baylor is, is important to continue to provide the gifts that, that we use to, to bring the program to fruition. And the generosity of these, these people is just very humbling and appreciated. And then there's the students who um, <clears throat> I can't say enough about talented, hardworking, conscientious, affirming of one another, affirming of their faculty, and with this attitude that is so beautiful. And you don't get that in every, every place. Uh, musicians can be quite kind of feeling entitlement about things, and that's not something that I've seen at Baylor. They're grateful for the opportunity they have to make music, and they're grateful to play, you know, in this musical team, the ensembles that we have. You know, I tell them every fall, before we play the first note, I say, how exciting is this? Because every orchestra is unique. It changes because that's the nature of academic music. People come in and they graduate and new ones take their place. And you think about all these multiple births all over the country, really, 17, 18, 19 years ago, maybe 21 years ago, and parents who then supported that gift, who bought them instruments, who, who paid for lessons, and all that comes together, and now we're standing or we're sitting here all together, and it's a miracle, and let's see what, what happens. And when we play that first chord, it's just, it's really awesome. That's very cool. That's a great way to think of it as we visit with Stephen Hyde. And Stephen, you have both the, uh, the town and gown side, uh, if you will, with your work through the uh, Waco Symphony Orchestra. Um, how did you become involved in that? And what's been meaningful to you about being able to have that sort of uh, external looking role here? Well, it's been another great blessing, you know, to, to interact with, with the community in that way. And again, the number of patrons and the people who year after year have supported the orchestra and donors and also the 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 board of, of directors who've volunteered their time and their gifts 
and it's just wonderful. But I think it's the best of both worlds because I get I get some professional opportunities. Maybe the greatest musical experience of my life. Uh, well, I don't know. It, it's kind of a tie with the, the last concert I played, <laughs> which was so wonderful with the students. But when Yo-Yo Ma came and that – you know, would not have been possible with, with a university orchestra. But Renee Fleming and Istok Perlman and Emmanuel Axe and many, many others and and some great artists from the popular fields too. Uh, Henry Mancini and Burt Backrack and uh, Art Garfunkel and go, mm-hmm. I could go on forever. Mm-hmm. But to have that opportunity has been a real blessing too. Plus the relationship that the WSO, Waco Symphony, has with the Baylor School of Music. Many of the faculty participate and play, and we're blessed by the great gifts they bring. But also the union, which um, has suggested that we provide student interns for our, for our most talented students at, at Baylor or MCC. And so they get an opportunity to sit in a professional orchestra sometimes accompanying these fabulous guest artists, frequently next to their teacher and to really develop and get paid for it mm-hmm. and, to, and to get this professional experience and the coaching that they, they will get from, from their teachers sitting next to them. And um, so it's been wonderful for our program, and I think that's one of the things that really helped the orchestra develop over the years. That's great. And you are there as a... A search for your uh, successor there as well going on now, correct? Yes. Uh, I don't think they've uh, completely identified search committee, but they're working on it. And I have not uh, given them any due date because I want the process to to be thorough and to make sure that we get the right person who can then continue uh, because Waco deserves a good orchestra. And I have to say, I think we have one now, and mm-hmm. and I I know that that will continue. But Waco has appreciated their orchestra, and, and that support and that appreciation has been very gratifying. Well, there's been a lot of support and appreciation for you as you've made this announcement and transition. What what stood out to you? Uh, what's been meaningful to you about the response as people found out that you're retiring? <laughs> Derek, it's just I never expected this kind of attention. It, it's a little uncomfortable, but I'm very appreciative. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the emails and the texts and the personal notes and, and the folks who've spoken to me, uh, it's been very heartwarming and, and humbling. Um, and, and the reaction of the students, you know, they're – They've been so warm and so vocal in their thanks, and um, it's just been humbling and and very, very uh, significant. And I thank the School of Music, too, for the way in which they've tried to celebrate uh, my contributions over the years. So it, it, I, I just am blessed in so many ways, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, as we head into the final couple of minutes, I have a couple of closing questions for you. Maybe one an obvious one. So where are we going to find you? What are you going to be doing uh, now that you have extra time on your hands? Well, um, we we intend to do a lot of traveling, but we're going to stay in Waco. And uh, we love this community, and, and my wife's grandchildren are here, so mm-hmm. we're not going anyplace. So certainly I have some goals, and people might be surprised by this, but I want to try to learn to cook Indian food. 
Okay. And uh, to go back to my childhood, but that, yeah. that food, you know, we, we lived in southern India. Most of the restaurants are of northern Indian food, which is delicious, but so is southern. So I'd like to learn to cook mm-hmm. Indian. I have a whole lot of books I want to read. I want to do some traveling. I want to spend a lot of time with my grandchildren, of whom there are eight. Wow. And uh, with a ninth on the way. That's great. So I, I look forward to spending a lot of time with them. And and also, we, we have a little boat that we go on Lake Waco. And in five minutes, we can be on the on the lake and, and watching the sunset. And that's always a very special, special time. Well, as we uh, wind down, I want to ask you, one final question, you know, uh, when you think of the students and you've described how much they mean to you, what do you hope when they think back about your impact on them as a teacher, as a, as a teacher, as a mentor, what do you hope they say that, uh, that that you left with them? Well, I hope that they they feel like I I gave my best, and I and I think they know that I did. It wasn't always as good as it needed to be, but that's that's you know the effort was always there. And I think um, <clears throat> so many of them have embraced the motto that I told you about. They understand what a blessing it is to play great music to transform lives and to share their talent with with their instrument or with others. And I think so that integrity and yet doing it with an attitude that is uh, appropriate, that's celebratory of this, this great gift that God has given us. I've said frequently over the years that I think music, and everybody can have their own opinion on this, but I think music is the second greatest gift that God gave us. And to, uh, to have the opportunity to do that is a real blessing. Absolutely. Well, we, will, uh, we will miss you and appreciate your work, and uh, congratulations on retirement. Thank you for taking the time to share with us today. Oh, it's and, my pleasure, Derek, and thank you. And sharing your gifts over these last 38 years here to the Baylor and Waco communities. Stephen Hyde, educator and conductor, retiring after nearly 40 years at Baylor. He served as the Mary Franks Thompson Professor of Orchestral Studies, conductor in residence at Baylor, and has conducted the Baylor Symphony Orchestra and Waco Symphony Orchestra. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online at baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.